Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Good evening, Graham. Good evening. And welcome to the national statistics for the United Kingdom of murders that have happened within the country. Murders? Yeah, murders. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So 11.4 people out of every million in the United Kingdom get murdered. Uh... 11.4. I know. I want to know what the point four was, but we'll get to that in a bit. Was that somebody with no legs? Now, I just want to check on something. Yeah. When you say they get murdered, do you mean they're obliged to sign up to join a band of crows? Because that's a murder, isn't it? No. (laughs) Yeah, I think a group of crows is called a murder. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, this week, we're not talking about ornithology. Okay. I'm just, I'm just wondering... Um, if you happen to know whether you can get money back off a zip-up crow suit, because I think I got the wrong end <laughs> of the stick. Right. So we're going to talk about murder today. We're going to talk about what makes people want to murder. Could you be a murderer? Could anyone? I mean, I'm not pointing my finger at you, Graham, but as you know, I've always reserved some issues and judgment <laughs> towards you. So this is a good topic for us to get into. Okay. What would be the ideal way that you would murder somebody? Yeah. Now, I mean, all of these things. Is this private, this conversation? Because I wouldn't like anything I'm about to say. I am not recording okay. this. I don't want this to get into the hands of the public, you know? <laughs> so, so perhaps we won't mark it's it. It's all right. It's only our podcast. It won't get into the hands of the public. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're a trusty crew. They are. I've got to establish a few things. Sorry about this. but Murder. It's when you kill somebody. Uh, is it? It's when somebody dies at the hands of another human being and they try and bury them at the bottom of their garage. So we are restricted, you know, if you tread on an ant in your garden on your paving slab, that's not murder. No. no. This is cold, hard, cruel sociopathic, take your next-door neighbour out with a little bit of extra de-icer, that type of thing. So we can't say uh, treading on ants, and especially we can't even think about putting a little bit of cotton around a worm's throat. No. No. This is, as the dictionary describes it... Go on, then. Murder, the unlawful premeditated killing of one human by another. Ah, okay. What I liked about this definition was the informal version, which is... A very difficult or unpleasant task or experience. (laughs) I'd say committing a murder was a very unpleasant task or experience. But it depends. Because if you're the one being murdered, I figure it's probably a worse experience than the person doing the murderings. (laughs) Perhaps this is why Elon Musk has got this new thing out where he's trying to check whether you can find the nerve centre of a pig's snout. You know, he's got those electrodes he's putting on the pig's head. Yeah. It's receiving all the brain waves. Because oh. you can't really know if somebody's premeditated it. You've got to try and trick them into confessing, haven't you? But what makes people want to murder? <coughs> I'm now choking. This is going well. <coughs> <laughs> He's got me by the throat, listener. <laughs> is that the water I had delivered to you this morning? <laughs> so we've all grown up watching things like Murder Most Horrid and Angela Lansbury on Murder, she wrote, and we all love a good Columbo and a good detective and finding out who the murderer is. But 
do you think you could murder somebody? No. When I was a 14, 15-year-old, I used to keep tropical fish. Depending on how long this story is, Graham, it will decide whether or not I could murder somebody or not. <laughs> I used to keep tropical fish. And guppies breed like nobody's business. And people would say, you flush them down the loo or you do this, you do that. I couldn't do that. I had to get some, from the biology teacher, get a drug which knocked them out so they were unconscious. And only at that point could I pour boiling water on them so that they would die without oh. any peace. I couldn't bear the thought. They'd suffer. I think boiling them to death, well, alive, is quite harsh. A lot of people said boiling water is the way to go because it's so quick. But I said no. So my fish were unconscious before I put boiling water on them. They were dead. Aww. Somebody even said put them on a brick and smack it with a hammer. And you're like, heathen. I don't think I would have an issue with killing somebody. I think that comes into play when you become a parent <laughs> and somebody threatens your child. OK. Oh, I thought... <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to your child. <laughs> no, I'm not murdering the child, although there are days. Yeah, I was going to say I'm with you on that. <laughs> I think when you're a parent, if there is risk towards your child, I think you could murder. Yeah, I think I so. think that bond with your children is so strong. If they went after my other half, I'd probably have a little nap. <laughs> give, give them a head start, something like that. But there's something about your children. It's something that brings out a murderous temperament in people is when you're young or at risk. Yeah, it's true. If someone was to injure my son or do something awful to my mm. son, I probably would feel like revenge. I don't know how people, if something's been done to their family, how they are restrained enough not to want revenge. I've said to Chris, I'd be right out there. I'd be the first person down Selco's buying several axes and a couple of black bin liners. Yeah. If someone hurt my kid, that's it. I don't care if I went to prison for the rest of my life, but if someone murdered my child, that'd be it. I'd be right around their house. Yeah. The thing that puts me off murder is all the cleaning up and the gooey bits. Because yeah. let's be honest, when you have been a parent and you've had a child and you know how much the human body can leak <laughs> sporadically, usually when you're on a ferry going across the Isle of Wight and they get explosive diarrhoea and redecorate the back of your car... You know, when you're dealing with a with an adult body or a bigger body, it's messy. I imagine it would be, yeah. I don't like that idea. No. If I'm going to murder, I want them not to leak <laughs> and I want them to be very clean. <laughs> Isn't that why they try all these different clever ways of killing people, like putting a shopping bag over their head and things so they suffocate, things like that? Do that in this day and age. They're all recyclable. They've got more holes in it than anything else. Yeah, I guess so. You'd have to go and get a whole tarpaulin now. Yeah. And who wants to carry a tarpaulin in a cold, dark night? And perhaps the person about to be murdered would complain about that. Will you be suspicious of someone creeping up behind you with a large tarpaulin? Oh, not your forever bag. Could you use your forever bag if you just murdered someone in it? No, I, don't, I suppose not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean... bag for life. Oh, the irony. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one for us, then. A, a mammal bag for death. Yeah, bag for death. <laughs> there you go, it's a new product. Yeah. Do you fancy killing your wife <laughs> and making it look like you were trying to carry her to the shops on her head? Well, here's the bag for you. Yeah. Now, fun fact for you. Did you know that I couldn't find one famous serial killer that was a woman. They all tend to be American and men. Yeah. Uh, well, we have heard a few in England, haven't we? We've heard the absolutely most famous, Jack the Ripper. 
And we've had the Yorkshire Ripper. Yes, but it was a man. And that was a man who had an unattractive wife. It seems like the English can't think up a brand new name for their murderers. Yeah, they're all rippers. What would you do, though? Say, if you were about to be murdered, just turning it on its head, if you were about to be <laughs> uh, murdered... No, I don't want to be the victim. Well, no, well, of course not. But I don't want to be the murderer <laughs> either. I mean, if somebody said you got to be one... Well, you're only talking hypothetically. Okay. We're not planning on doing a dinner party game. OK, so if you were to be murdered, what would be your favourite way to go? Quietly, <laughs> with nothing bad happening. Well, I, don't see, I don't see you changing your habit of a lifetime, so it's not going to happen quietly, <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, she died quietly. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I think being pushed very quickly off a high building and falling very fast and dying instantly would be fine. Oh, I wouldn't like that. The number one way for people to get killed by murder in the UK is using a sharp object. Now, I'm not being stabbed to death by tweezers because that could take a very, very long time. <laughs> this is so funny. I don't want people it's with knitting right. needles coming at me. <laughs> That's <laughs> that is, yeah, with sharp object. Well, what is a sharp it's object? Awful. The problem with being pushed off a very high building to me is that if you have second thoughts... It's not suicide. I've been pushed. Okay. I have no choice. Well, at some point, you're not going to suddenly be two feet away. At some point, you are going to be about a foot away from the building, aren't you, going down? And you'd be looking longingly at each window ledge as you came down, vaguely clawing it. And then perhaps thinking, oh, if I, if I unzipped my hoodie, so you unzip your coat... Perhaps I could fly towards the building a little bit, manoeuvre myself and no. grab that brick. And even though my arms will end up no. two foot longer than they used to be and people will accuse me of gorilla looking <laughs> like, I've saved myself. No, I think you literally, you shut your eyes and you go, well, I'm not talking to Trevor again after he's pushed me off this building. <laughs> <laughs> or literally you go, I think I'm going to... That's it, and you jam on the pavement. Oh, I think I'd be starting to do the old S equals UT plus a half AT squared equation to work out how long I'd got left. <laughs> <laughs> By which time you'd be deaded. Now, I can't get my head round killing somebody because it just doesn't seem to come naturally in my thought process unless there was an exemplary situation, as we've discussed with kids. So what do you think makes one person happy to murder 10 people, 200 people, and someone else, well, the majority, I hope, not wanting to kill anyone. I believe most people are murdered by someone they know. Isn't that true? No! What makes you a murderer? Another fun murderous fact, the majority of murderers are men. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. They're not women. No. But the majority of victims are also men. Not women. There you are, you see. So it's either a lot of gay couples having a <laughs> <laughs> having a tiff, or there's a lot of blokes out there that just went, I've had enough with George, the next door neighbour, and he's mowing the lawn at three in the morning. I'm taking him out. <laughs> but we have to, we have this fascination with murder, and it's interesting, and we're happy to watch it from an entertainment stance. But then what makes it different from watching Bergerac to reading an article in the paper? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's because it's exciting. It can't possibly involve you because it's all fiction. Mm. As regards to women, I think women are a lot cleverer than men personally. And that's why there seem to be fewer murderesses or, as we said in a previous podcast, yeah. murderers. Women murder using poison, nothing necessarily physical. Yeah. 
men, it's sharp, pointy objects. Yeah, yeah, no imagination at all. No. That's why most women, I think, are Russian, because they use poison, don't they? <laughs> I think... That's my logic gone wrong. <laughs> the Russians poisoning everybody at the moment, aren't they? They're like, oh, forget yeah. it. If, if you had a Russian friend and they gave you a perfume... You'd be nervous, you would. yeah. wouldn't you? In this current climate, you would be nervous. How much saccharin do you want in your tea? <laughs> no, nothing for me, thank you. People do that for a job. They murder and poison people for a job. So whoever murdered the guy recently, you know, how do you become a professional killer? Because um, that's not something you pop on indeed, um, is it? You're not tricking me. Every week you seem to put a trick question <laughs> to me. I've no idea how you become a professional killer. Is it even a profession? Does it come with insurance? What are the benefits? Do you get your own knife set? Well, if, if I ever meet a professional killer, my first question would be, which university did you go to? Because, you know, try and keep them talking. <laughs> oh, you know it's going to be something like Bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you like to get in the bath? It's not poison, is it? No. <laughs> it's vague. It smells a bit like sulfuric acid. Yeah. What's that whiff of formaldehyde? Yeah. With all the poisoning that's happening in Russia, they have a team of people whose job it is to go and make people disappear. Really? So how do you hire someone for that? You know, they are professional killers. People hire hitmen, don't they, to get rid of their husbands, wives, in-laws when they want money? Oh, idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do you even get into that? Because you must have done it for the first time and then it becomes a succession. Do you think it... Do you know what I mean? I'm just thinking of a career change. There's a recession <laughs> yes. coming and I figured... It... We've moved, by the way, so don't come round here. Uh, <laughs> the first kill, is that the really most difficult one and then it gets easy or is it everyone as hard as the last one? I don't know. Is it easier to kill certain people and not others? So if you're faced by having to murder a nun or a multiple horrific sex offender, will you be really remorseful and, and reticent to murder the nun but not the sex offender? Is there a grading scale? Know, perhaps you start off by practice, because that's what makes perfect. It is perhaps true. Perhaps a, a mannequin or something. Go to a, a charity shop and <laughs> ask if you can start. Start, <laughs> start wrangling the mannequins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A man came in here. <laughs> there was like thinking there was a Duke of Edinburgh you could have done, but no, you're wrangling charity shop mannequins. <laughs> yes, I can imagine Doris behind the till. Yes, he came in here and he was, oh, he was furious. He offered the mannequin a cup of tea, which I think he slipped something in it. And when the mannequin wouldn't drink it, he lost his temper. Took a chainsaw to her <laughs> yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, what decides what your weapon of choice is going to well, be? How does someone say, oh, I like poisoning people because it's nice and that's clean and whatever? That would probably be how I'd go, by the way. I'd probably poison somebody. Uh, I think it's a lot more okay. hygienic. And somebody else who decides to hack them up into bits and pieces. Yeah. Well, I think I'd try the boomerang because that way at least... <laughs> You won't be leaving the murder weapon at the scene because it just goes bang, bang. And if somebody spots you doing it, you can say it was unintentional. You read out earlier on a definition of murder and you have to have intent. Yes. I didn't intend to do that. Have you seen my boomerang technique? Rubbish. There's no way I could have hit him. It's terrible. Yeah. But then they'd argue that you threw something at somebody's head. So it's a tricky one. You know, another thing that perplexes me around murder Go on. and some of the most famous serial murderers have also liked being cannibals. Oh, yeah, the concept of eating human flesh. What is that about? So what makes you go, I've killed them, they're dead on the floor, they're in bits and pieces, 
Pub a bit of mayonnaise on that. I'll have that for tea. I don't know. I I, w- I don't think I'd fancy it at all. If there was a corn substitute, perhaps <laughs> I'd uh, I'd be happy. Another thing I noticed in my research was that no sociopathic serial killers were vegan. FYI. Ah, well there you are. That's yeah. where the corn... which won't come as a surprise for Jeffrey Dahmer because he did eat people. But I'm just saying, in the majority of cases, they seem to all be meat eaters and none of them had children none of them typically have kids Uh, they're they're males meat eaters and no kids that lets us off the hook then exactly i think you're fine because you eat corn duck which is just an abomination (laughs) in itself and i'm fine because i'm too lazy I think there's an awful lot of effort to murder somebody. You've really got to be annoyed with them, haven't you? Crimes of passion, obviously that's annoyance when you're doing somebody in who's your family. But I imagine if you're a serial killer, you're just cruising the streets looking for somebody who looks likely. Oh, don't they normally get fixated? Like the Rippers in England both seem to have a passion for wanting to murder ladies of the night. I call them Mm -hmm. ladies of the night because I think with a Yorkshire Ripper, some of them weren't what mm. people who worked night shift at tesco's <laughs> could have been because that that sounds now because we shops are open 24 hours a day that could be someone who just does the night shift yeah. not necessarily a, a woman who sells herself commercially shall we say but they also they put the bodies into the wall and wallpapered over them oh. again That's just so weird. Who goes, oh, do you know what? You've done it again. You've killed another person. I'm running out of space in the loft. We'll have to find somewhere else. Oh, no problem. We're going to wallpaper the spare room anyway. Just pop them in there. Well, it was like that couple that were found during lockdown walking around Nottingham Woods with a suitcase with a body in it. Were they? I mean, you've murdered somebody. You've come up with the cunning plan of trying to wedge their poor remains into a suitcase Why take it off for a walk? Obviously, they were trying to find somewhere to dump it, but because they were looking so suspicious, someone called the police. It does seem remarkable that in a country, even crowded like this, you couldn't pre-plan it. You know, so if you know you're going to do a murder, you dig a grave or whatever in the woods before you've got the body. So if somebody sees you digging the grave, you can say, oh, I'm just practising digging because, you know, I'm going to build foundations in my house. And they're thinking, well, it's weird, but there's nothing there. Whereas if you're doing that when the couple come up and you've got the body bag by the side of it, they'll probably report you to the police. But they had to cut parts off the poor victim to get them in the suitcase. So they must have been walking around the side of the road trying to find somewhere to dump the suitcase. The suitcase was incredibly heavy because bodies are not lightweight. But the suitcase was probably excreting substances. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I guess... So that's not exactly subtle. No. Well, I I think if you murder somebody and you haven't got a plan for what you're going to do, then I'd say it wasn't murder because it couldn't have been pre-planned. Perhaps that's what they're going for. In their defence, they'd say, no, a murder is pre-planned. And if I'd have pre-planned this, I'd have thought of a way of disposing of the body. Proof that I didn't pre-plan it. Not guilty murder. (laughs) Let me go. Get off on a technicality. Yeah. I used to have a spaniel a little spaniel called Sprite, and she was ever so lovely. But I was absolutely adamant that one day she was going to find a body on our wall. Really? Why? She was that sort of a dog. She came running up to me once with a femur in her mouth. Oh, my goodness. She used to find all sorts of things, half a squirrel, part of a fox. She'd come dragging a deer back if she could. But she was like a natural cadaver dog. I tell you, I was like, oh, God, if you found a body, I'm going to be sick. A cadaver dog? But she was that type of a dog. 
Because you know when you read in the newspaper, it says the body was found under a pile of leaves or wherever it was in such and such a park by an unsuspecting dog walker. I love the fact they're always unsuspecting <laughs> dog walkers because most dog workers do not expect to walk out and trip over corpses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she was found by a guilty as hell dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> By a woman who's full blind. It wasn't there when she was there 10 minutes ago. <laughs> dog walker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was that type of dog, and I, w- I was always a little bit nervous that she would bring back body parts. Yeah. Well, next time, don't, um, mm. don't name your dog after the first two letters of its breed. That's my advice. <laughs> so where would you dispose of a body? Where would I dispose of a body? Well, I think... Burying is not not really the right way to go because people will dig it up. I think this idea of people uh, like the English, the London guy who used to put the bodies in a bath and that in Victorian times, it hydrochloric acid or something, let the bodies dissolve. Oh, yeah. That's going to mess with your drains and you're not going to want to pop in that bath afterwards, are you? No. That's not going to be a bath you have a long soaking. No, I think... <laughs> I think we're working out here that these sort of murderers probably take showers. Or they knock on their neighbour's house. <laughs> yeah. And that's, they say, can I borrow your bath? And they're like, why? <laughs> Just got a problem in mind at the moment. It's preoccupied. <laughs> preoccupied, yeah. <laughs> Just occupied would <laughs> be good enough, wouldn't it? <laughs> so it's not going to be an acid bath. It's not going to be a berry because you say uh, an unsuspecting dog walker yeah. is going to do it. Well, I think burying it makes sense. Just do it in a random wood somewhere. We're lucky in the UK. We've got lots of woodland. Well, in the south. I'm sure you can find somewhere popular. Yeah. People get away with fly tipping. What's wrong with just leaving the body on the side yeah. of the road? You know. <laughs> Wait for the council to pick yeah. it up with a shovel. Don't be shy. Just leave <laughs> it there. Put it in a badger costume and see if you can fool them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make sure you carefully cover the zip up so it doesn't shine in the sunlight. <laughs> and that's it. And that's how you get away with murder. Yes, badger body. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, if you chop up a corpse and you put it in black bin liners and you put it out with your bins, and obviously a lot of our black bin waste gets shipped overseas. Apparently, that's quite an effective way to get rid of a body. Imagine so. Just saying. <laughs> Where is your wife, sir? I swear she got. Pissed as a fart and ended up in the back of a bin. <laughs> That's just what we like to do on a Friday, yeah. and she's just taking it a little bit too far. Yeah, such fun. <laughs> really, really good night. <laughs> Have you ever felt so annoyed by somebody? I mean, what about if the person threatened one of your pets? Um, I had a guy, he threatened Sprite. I think it's because he knew that she was going to find the body that he was burying on Ripley Common. He tried to kick her and she was only small. And again, I'm not a fan of people that hurt animals. So at that point, I didn't get murderous. I actually just turned into my mother and shouted in a very, very well-to-do voice, Don't you dare! How dare you touch my dog! I don't know why I suddenly turned into a slightly masculine Penelope Keith, but it did do the job. He didn't kick my dog. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So maybe that would be my form of murder, to talk people into dying in a very firm and stern, upper-class tone. Yeah. What about trying to train a load of ants, a pack of trained ants, to, <laughs> to go and attack somebody? I mean, how, how many ants in somebody's mouth would cause them to suffocate, do you think, or not eat? Perhaps they'd waste away. I haven't eaten for four weeks. That's horrible. 
horrible. Yeah. That is disgusting. Yeah, but they couldn't pin it on you, could you? If they came round to yours and they said, sorry, I can't train an ant, there's no way I could train an ant to do that. And these ants, you can imagine, 30 years later, in a little jail, saying, God, I wish we'd never done that. You know, there's not much sugar in this jail, is there? Sounded like such a laugh when he was pitching it to <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. He said, <laughs> he said we'd have jam non-stop every day, no problem. And here we are, stuck in here. <laughs> when people die from chemical-induced stuff, you know, like the Salisbury poisonings where, oh, yeah. you know, horrible things were happening to their bodies. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nasty, nasty stuff. You know, it's a bit like training a bacteria to behave in an aggressive way to eat all of your skin off. It's just disgusting. Yeah. I'd rather just take a hammer to the head. Okay. Or shoot somebody. It's just whether or not those hammer to the head and the shooting, whether it actually works. If somebody puts a hammer to your head and you go, uh, I just thought I should be dead by now, but I'm not. And I don't want to really feel <laughs> around the back of my head. <laughs> Because I'm scared. <laughs> that's the problem with those methods. At least if you get one of those people that's really irate at you and sort of jumps on top of you and stabs you 400 times, you're pretty likely, after a very unpleasant few minutes, to be dead, I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Not if they're using tweezers, as we already identified, because <laughs> that's a but... day and a half and at least 475 plunges until anything remotely drastic oh, happens. Sorry, I thought you meant with tweezers they were going to kill you by slowly pulling out all of your body hair or something like that. That would be awful, wouldn't it? That's a follicle assassination. If somebody makes you commit suicide, is that a murder? Oh, I don't know. If somebody's about to jump off a building and you come across them and you say, oh, what are you doing? I'm about to jump off. I'm fed up with life. And if you said, go on then, and they jumped... Would you be done for encouraging them? I don't know. I think if you turn around and say, let me give you a hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how does it work? Say you said to somebody, oh, I know, I'm going to wrap this old sellotape I've had in the stationary drawer for years. I'm going to wrap it around your wrists and hang you from the top of a very <laughs> high building. And obviously the person that's there hanging from it, it would slowly unwrap. And you're there saying, well, it's not my fault if it was crappy sellotape and the person was willing to take the risk. Honest, they said, I'm fine. Just try it on me. Uh, would you be done for murder then? Because you're not actually killing them. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard a confession from the sellotape killer. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Would you? I mean, they're there sort of unwrapping themselves due to gravity, aren't they? Well, what if you bleed out due to a, a paper cut? that someone's given you a bit of paper. That would be a really slow death. I would think that your death from a paper cut bleeding out would be at least, oh, 130 years, wouldn't you? <laughs> and also high maintenance. You'd have to keep coming back every day and reopening the paper cut. I mean, that, it's just too labour-intensive. <laughs> I, I can't see that catching on. Yeah, the, the paper cut killer. <laughs> <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.